Welcome to New Rules Old Friends, where we share our regrets, most embarrassing mishaps, and lightbulb moment discoveries along the path. No mess up is totally wasted if you learn from it. Hello, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Um, I'm good. It's like 81 here and sunny. And I'm just kind of dying a little bit on the inside because I haven't had a chance to go outside and run or anything yet. So yeah, I had, um, I had my first moment of my pregnancy where I was, I was running some errands and I saw people running and I was like, <laughs> I miss running. Oh, did you Bye. run? There you run through your other pregnancies? No, I just, it feels so bad, um, at least in the first trimester. And then by the time you start to feel better, it's been like two months since you ran. So it feels like, eh, not worth it right now. But like, also, I just, ergonomically, it doesn't make sense for me because, um, ergonomically, <laughs> I like, my boobs get like three cup sizes bigger. Oh, so yeah. like it just it it's like everything about it is so uncomfortable and it's been overall it's been positive to have like a fallow season where I miss running. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Rather than just constantly running and getting bored of it and hurting myself. So yeah, I can see that. Well, I'm sorry that you're missing it. I don't know that that would be difficult for me. So I'm assuming it's even more difficult for you. No, I think it'd be more difficult for you. I, I kind of, yeah, I miss it, but it's good to miss it. I think. Do you, this is what I do on the weekend. It drives David crazy. Like we'll be driving around going on a, I don't know, an errand or something. And we'll drive past somebody running and I'll be like, oh, look at the runner. <laughs> Or I'll be like, like point them out to David and I'll like cheer for them from the car and I'll just get so excited or like so jealous at the same time. I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I really wish I was running right now. I'm so happy for the runner. And I like, David's just like, um, okay, you need to chill out and not do this every time you see a runner. That is so funny. No, I can't say I've ever done that, but that's amazing. I also am the runner that like I wave to every single car that I run by and then like if I run past anyone or anyone bikes past me or anything I'm always like hi and I'm open the face or I like cheer <laughs> for them or like like there's this one big hill that if I'm going down the hill and anybody else is coming up the hill they could be on the other side of the road and I'll be like you got it and like cheer for them as I'm running down the hill <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I just feel this instant connection with anybody while I'm running I'm just like you're all my friends that's so fun. No wonder you like racing so much. Yeah, because I get to run with all of my friends. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not like that. I'm much more like, I don't know, jealous of run, my own run. I don't know. Not like jealous of other people. Just like, this is my thing. And we don't do it the same way <laughs> when I see other people. Especially when it's like fair weather runners, you know, like. When you see people, so many people running now, and you're like, mm, now you're running. Where were you when it was <laughs> <Poser>. <laughs> <Freezing> raining? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 
obviously like way bitchier <laughs> as a runner than you are. Well, now we know who's bitchier. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. So I couldn't remember which of us was supposed to have the topic for this week because technically I felt like I did last week's or last time's, but you did a lot. Like you contributed a lot to the conversation. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Was I supposed to come up with a topic? So I think it's me. I do think it's okay. me. Okay, good. But it's not super deep. So you can redeem us quickly okay. next but this is one I've just been thinking about a lot, and um, it's it's a rule that I have experienced because somebody didn't follow this rule, and it's been stuck in my head ever since this happened. But it's also been something where I've been able to realize that and then address it myself. So I've created this rule. Okay. Which is. Don't give disingenuous compliments. <laughs> mm, yeah. Do you know? So the reason why this happened, I don't even know. I think I was, um, I don't know. I was like working out or, or, or something and I was hanging out with my friend and there were two things that I was very self-conscious about that day. And one was that, like my shirt was a little bit too cropped for the um, fitness level I was in. Oh. <laughs> and this, like, no, like, but this was something that like, I had been like very hesitant and just like knew like, this wasn't a good idea to wear this shirt. Right. It didn't look right. That's all. Didn't matter. The shirt I was wearing didn't look right. And I knew it. And then the second thing was like, my hair had started getting really dark over the summer. I'm a natural blonde, but, um, it does come in or over the winter, it started getting really dark. And this girl um, had like super bright blonde hair. So in the course of hanging out with her, she complimented me on how incredibly blonde and light my hair was. <laughs> and the second was like, you know, how good this shirt looked on me. And I was just like, I know you realize the two things that I was being self-conscious about, but now I'm even more self-conscious about them because you gave me a disingenuous compliment where it's almost like they were things that were not perfect about me of the day. And that's totally fine. But I already know that you don't have to pull, call it to my attention or try to give me self some, you know, fake confidence because yeah, a fake compliment about things that I just know don't look right. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah, so that really bothered me a lot when she did this, just because it was like I I feel now I feel like you're noticing things about me that they're a little bit picky, mm-hmm. and then also I don't know, it was just it's it's weird, it's put a weird taste in my mouth. But then I realized, like, there were times that I've done that before, right? And it's Mm -hmm. so, like, sometimes I'll be, I don't know, maybe I'll see somebody in the morning when I was going back in the office and they'd be like, oh, I really like that shirt on you. And you feel like you have to give a compliment, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I really, really like that awful orange sweater on you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
So I know I've done it myself, which is why I think it's just resonated with me so much because I think people can really tell if they're genuine compliments or if they're not genuine compliments. Did did no part of you when she said that, did no part of you feel like, oh, maybe I do look better than I thought? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just have no room for self-delusion. Self-delusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I seriously never well, seen was- you. I've never seen you not look fit and blonde. So it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, that bitch. (laughs) No, but it's, here's the thing, like in all, in all just like transparency, I was doing some like weird downward dog pose and my leggings were like a lower crop legging and my, and my top was a higher crop top. And I literally looked down and had a gut hanging out (laughs) because it's like the worst, you know what I mean? It's like, the worst situation you could put yourself in where you have two pieces of fabric squeezing your belly fat together that's open yeah yeah and then also like I said there was another girl there it was like right next to me that had the most blonde hair I've ever seen in the world so it's not the fact that you know this that I was self-conscious about it well I mean, it is the fact that the two things I was self-conscious about that day I got complimented on so I was like that's not genuine, but irregardless of the specific situation, it just really made me think about the, like, by giving a genuine compliment to someone, you're going to give them so much more joy than one that's just sort of like, oh, you know, if, if somebody's been gaining weight and you say like, oh, have you lost weight? <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. it's just something that they're... Say, oh, your boobs look so nice and perky. <laughs> Is that a normal? There's lots of good things you can say when people gain weight, their boobs look bigger. Honestly, women, their faces look prettier because like as we get older, our, our faces lose fat and it we just look like bony and Corella de Ville-y. Um <laughs> So like, yeah, like, yeah, there are, you can definitely, if you really want to compliment some, but yeah, let's unpack, like, why do you, why do we, when do we really want to compliment people and why? Like, what is a genuine, um, like, what's a sincere uh, place, like a, a sincere motive with that? And what's an insincere one? So I think a sincere, and I will just add quickly, I do think it's very, I think it's a skill to be able to compliment people. I think it's also a skill to be able to accept compliments. That is true. It is. I'm so awkward about that. It's hard. It's hard to accept compliments, graceful, and not seem vain. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like a genuine compliment is when you just truly notice something about someone Mm -hmm. that you, you know, you you think is beautiful or happy or kind or just good, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you vocalize it to them. I think that's a Mm -hmm. genuine compliment. What's not a genuine compliment is if like, you know, Kayla, if you, next time we hang out, because you do this to me all the time. What do I do? Okay. have your hair done and you come waltzing into the breakfast room and I'm sitting here with my butt on top of my hair, you know, 
like t-shirt and you're all done up and you're like, oh, your hair just looks so good today. Clearly that's not a genuine compliment because you're taking your self-reflection on yourself. Like this is what I love about myself and just, just giving it to someone else because it's more like you're looking for somebody to recognize that in you. It's kind of like when Michael Scott calls Jan and says, happy birthday. And she's like, what? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we shared something. <laughs> she's like, happy birthday, Michael. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Eva Longoria. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the perfect comparison. Yeah. So actually, as you were talking, it, it jogged my memory that, um, so, you know, my friend, Catherine Pelicano, who you hung out with at the wedding. Um, love her. She's wonderful. Yeah, she actually told me, she sent me Marco Polo and was like, I love your cousin. She's like, and I know you guys are also really close friends. And it just, it made me so happy to like get, be around her a little bit more and like see your dynamic. And she's like, she's just so great. Aww. So I was like, I'll tell her you said that. <laughs> um, but, and she's a very, she's a very like sincere I don't know. Like, yeah, there's not, not a fake bone in Catherine's body, which is why we've been friends for 18 years, <laughs> 19 years. It's been a long time. Um, so anyway, she, she and I, when we were like 14, well, she's a year, so she's closer to your age. She's a year younger than me. She was born in 1989, like Taylor Swift. Yes, like Swift. <laughs> and you were 80, no, you were 90, right? I'm a 90 baby, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, she, so it's like, I'm August 88, she's April 89, and then you are March 90, so kind of like a year in between each of us. Yeah. But um, anyway, Heather and I made a commitment to each other that we weren't going to fish for compliments because like, that was something, I don't know if you remember this, like all girls did in adolescence is like, say, oh my gosh, I'm so fat. When you wanted someone to tell you, you look so skinny. Oh my gosh. Like, no, you look amazing. So like you would draw attention negatively to yourself trying to get someone or even like there's other little ways you could angle for a compliment when you're a teen girl, you know, like, like complimenting someone else and like <laughs> that they'd send it right back to you. Um, Exactly. So yeah, we like, we, it really annoyed both of us and we just, but we could also see ourselves doing it. So we were just like, okay, we have a pact that we'll call each other out if we do this. And it was really healthy. Like that was a really good thing that we did. And it's still, so now it's like in our friendship when she does compliment me on something, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Because <laughs> it's so. like, you really, you understand it's genuine and it's like men from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No. That's why this is so big for me too, I think, is because I've definitely done this. Like I've fished for compliments. Mm -hmm. I've given compliments where I was just like quickly returning. So, like they weren't genuine, right? Yeah. And, it, and that's where I was like, I finally, finally was on the receiving end. That's not what I mean. I'm on the receiving end and I'm mature enough to recognize this now. I was yeah. like, wow, I can think about, a, a genuine compliment I've gotten from someone and it just like gave me joy and confidence and it was so nice and it's something I like like I it's not a vanity thing you know where I'm like oh they said I have the greatest ankles or <laughs> yeah yeah it's not a vanity thing it was just like 
they they noticed that about me. It's, I think it's a female thing where you want to be noticed, right? Yeah, and like if yeah. people are noticing things that you know are great about yourself, you almost feel like like even more noticed because of it. And then if it's not genuine, you know it's not genuine. And either you don't remember it and it makes no impact on your life or it makes you more self-conscious about yeah thing that was complimented that shouldn't have been complimented which is yeah. what it did in my circumstance I mean I think too like there's a third reason that you would compliment someone insincerely which I have absolutely done and that's just like trying to like a social lubricant <laughs> like trying to like butter them up you know like <laughs> don't they talk about that in catholic stuff <laughs> don't forget the lubricant <laughs> It's fine. Oh. I just think about how mature I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's there's also that desire when you just want to like you just want someone to really like you. And so you're like, oh well I'll I'll like compliment them and they'll like me a lot and then they'll really enjoy the situation and you know, and that's that's also like I think a mistake because it's actually more winning to people when you just ask them questions about themselves and you just listen. Like that's actually a better when you're, when you're trying to quickly, if you're in like a casual group setting and you're trying to quickly ease in, it's, it's actually not the best way, but I think that that's, I, I recognize some people do that and I think I've done that myself because you're just not sure what else to say in the beginning when you're trying to warm up conversation, you know? Yeah. That's like, I mean, you're right. That is a good point. It's an icebreaker to compliment someone, but then is it actually a genuine compliment or is it just an icebreaker? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, you have to, it's, and I think you need to like, I think you're right that if you just make a commitment to yourself that you will never, you'll never tell a disingenuous compliment. This is actually tied to um, Jordan Peterson in his 12 rules for life said, never like always tell the truth. And if you can't tell the truth, whether for social reasons or your job or whatever, at least never tell a lie. So like avoid an answer or like, but just the act of like saying a white lie, even a white lie, which a lot of us do is really detrimental to our characters. And just like he said, like, it is a life changing commitment that you make to yourself to be like, I'm not going to tell a lie. I'm never again going to say an untrue thing, um, no matter what the reason. And that has actually, so I like, when I read that, it really stuck out to me and I was like, oh, that's. It's really interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that. And he's right. Like there are many situations that you find yourself in where you're like, uh, and it's like, it's actually really awkward. You're, you're trying to fish for like what to say. Mm -hmm. And it would be so easy if you just went with an easy little comfortable white lie, like everybody else does. Um, but, but yeah, it, like, I think that it is, there is like a big shift that happens in your approach to other people. And just like when you just have that integrity to never say something that is just flat out untrue. Well, and I mean, to your point, like, I, I like where you're going with this. You could just not say something. Exactly. Right. You like don't have to give it like if you're if you're running late 
And you're really tempted to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and just make something up. Like, I don't know what's, what would be your go-to? <laughs> <laughs> what is my go-to? Um, I have a, well, I've broken my go-to because I'm trying, I'll go into that, but you know, like David wants to hang out with me <laughs> or something. <laughs> usually yeah (laughs) Yeah, like I'll blame my kids or I'll blame like um or like if if someone asks me to do something and I don't want to do it at that time it's it's just easier many times to like make something up and you know it's just better to be like I'm so sorry I can't you don't have to give an excuse like I'm sorry I'm late you don't have to you don't have to give a little white lie that makes it sound better that you were late or you know, makes it sound better that you can't come because I think that just making that commitment and taking that step, it, it is like a big deal. And it, there's many situations that you like, didn't, you didn't see coming. You're like, Oh, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But yeah. I so it's good. There's, um, a, there's a Bible verse. <laughs> oh, good. Which I, um, read I'm sure it was like a morning reading one of the few days in the past month I actually read the readings (laughs) I'm not trying to say I do this all the time or anything but this one really stuck out to me and I made it the background of my phone and as you were talking I was like wow like this goes back to that it's something I'm just trying to think and put into practice and I think it applies a lot so it's from Luke 6 and it's judge not and you will not be judged Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Mm. Right? So this also is saying, like, if you're being genuine and you're being truthful, and if you're you're not covering everything with white lies or, or just fake compliments, then you'll get truth and you'll get genuine responses and and just people being more real with you as well. Yeah. Well, and at least even if like people, you may still have fake people in your life. Yeah. I think you'll start to see quickly who that is. But also, um, I think, I think it's more telling to be like, if you give out fake compliments and you give out white lies and you don't live by this standard, then other people are going to do it back to you. Um, but yeah, I yeah, that's good. That's a good scripture verse for that. Mm-hmm. So I always think too, like I don't know the verse where Jesus was like, "Let your yes be yes and your no be no." <laughs> like, <laughs> like you don't have to. He was actually saying like, "Don't like swear by a bunch of like oh by this God or this thing." Like you know, um, he but but it still applies to like yeah, like let your let your words like you don't have to say no, I can't because blah, 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 blah. I make something up. Like you can just be like, I'm sorry. I can't. Right. So actually, um, Jason, when he was doing the NBA, they talked about how, when you give reasons for things, whether they're, they're real true or not, it actually invites people to debate with you, your reasoning. So if you're like, I can't do this because, or I'm too busy and I've got all this stuff going on blah, blah, blah. Like that actually opens the door for people to, um, to then just like debate, be like, Oh, well you could totally get around that. Or why don't you know? But if you just say, no, I can't, I'm sorry. Or, or even just like, I can't make that time. Then people just assume it's more serious than anything you would tell them. Right. 
Right. So it works like even in a professional area um, to just not give fake reasons for things. Right. But. Yeah. Cause you never want to be caught in some, like that would be so embarrassing too. If you're ever caught in a stupid white lie where you had to be like, Oh, I lied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, wow. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> I guess it's not, though, if you just think everyone else does, too. I guess if you just think that's how everyone lives, then maybe it's not that embarrassing to you. But yeah, it would be embarrassing to me. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. For me, I, I, I accept a life without lies. <laughs> that's a good challenge, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that because I don't think I actively lie and I do actively try to I'll I'll talk about this another um time I don't think I have yet but I have a rule where like I don't halfway commit to something like I don't say maybe I say yes or no yeah yeah and then if I cannot make it I say why instead of just saying oh maybe we might blah 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 you know because I just feel like that's not fair yeah so but this is something that I can really challenge myself on and make sure I'm not Lying. <laughs> yeah, when he said that, truthfully, I wasn't like, oh, I do that all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then I was like, I'm going to do that. And then there were many situations. So I was like, oh, I guess I can't just tell a white lie. And this is like someone asked me if I was going to get the COVID shot two months ago. Now, so it was my neighbor. And it turned out in this conversation, she thought I was working at the high school. I was going to do a job last summer where I'd be working at the high school, the Catholic high school as like, um, in ministry. And then I ended up not because they weren't doing that this year with COVID. And then I got pregnant, of course. But so she asked me, Oh, are you going to get the vaccine? And it's like February. And I had just found out I was pregnant, was not ready to tell anyone I was pregnant, let alone my neighbor that I don't know very well, because we've only been here for like a year. And I already have four kids. And I know they would all be like, flabbergasted at the idea of us having more kids um because we got our girl right you know yeah but, um it's all super nice but it's still it's really awkward right and so I I literally didn't know what to, so she asked me if I was going to get the shot and I was like at the time my main reason was I had done a lot of research and I was not comfortable getting it while pregnant I'm very comfortable getting it post-pregnancy because also they've done studies that positive show that the baby gets your antibodies from the vaccine when you're nursing. So I'm all about that. But like, there's just been no studies done on pregnant women. And it's probably very similar to the flu shot. Like it's probably fine is what they're saying. They're not like saying pregnant women can't get it. But I, I'm just kind of like, well, Jason's getting it. I'm just going to wait, like if I can, you know. Um, and I'll, you know, if my doctor tells me, no, you should do it. That's different. But when it's still in trial phase and there's no long-term studies and, you know, anyway. So all this stuff was like not appropriate to use as my reason. And I felt like an anti-vaxxer if I just said, no, <laughs> you know? So I, the truth and I said, I was like, well, like, you know, we don't use contraception. So like, there's always a chance we could be pregnant and I'm not comfortable yet getting the shot. And I mean, that was so uncomfortable to you. Like I would probably, I probably should have just told her I was pregnant. Cause then <laughs> like telling someone that you're not, you don't, that you're not on the pill, you know, like, Oh yeah. It's just, most people are like, they look at you like you have like a third eyeball. 
Right. They would not understand. She just didn't know what to say. Like she, and it was so uncomfortable. That was like the most uncomfortable moment I've had where I was like, why do I have to tell the truth? (laughs) But I, I did like, there's probably other things I could have said. Like I could have said like, oh, I'm thinking about it. Like I just was taken really off guard and I didn't know what else to do. Um, (laughs) So, but even in that situation, worst case scenario, I survived. It was fine. Like I, you know, I wish that I hadn't had to tell somebody that I'm not on the pill, but like, you know, (laughs) I was going to say like your neighbor of one year, which is a bigger trust step to take with them telling them you're pregnant or (laughs) what your contraception. I don't know. At the moment, I'm weird about telling people I'm pregnant because it feels so intimate. Like I worked at a restaurant for four months hiding my pregnancy because it just, it didn't, I didn't feel comfortable telling anyone that I was pregnant. It just felt like such a private, exciting part of my life. Mm. And I didn't want to invite people into that. Um, I didn't want comments on it. I didn't want, you know, I was only 21. Like I was really young. Yeah. So ever since then, I've always had this like, kind of like, it's just in my head. Like I feel weird about telling people I'm pregnant until I'm like really ready. So. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that was like the worst, the worst case of my worst situation of having to tell the truth since I made that commitment to myself. Since you're an adult, an adult yeah. trying to tell the truth. Yeah. I can't think of any, I'll, I'll think of some, I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be hit with some truth bombs and be like, well, <laughs> you're and then they asked me that and I just turned around and walked away. <laughs> I have to poop really bad. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm like thinking of all the situations you could be in where you're like, <laughs> like what if I'm in the we're going back to the office soon and I just could imagine being in like a meeting and people talk about very polarizing conversations in the office which yeah. is always shocking to me because I'm like you don't do that you know but I could just imagine being put in a interesting situation in the middle of a meeting and if instead of agreeing with everyone because that's also when you don't want to like you know make your case in the office right like why so i i might just oh no (laughs) i I mean yeah well and you could just be like i don't like to discuss polarizing political topics in the office because I want to respect that there's many different people who feel different things about this stuff. So, yeah, you can always say that, which essentially gives away that you're conservative, but (laughs) it's still not very like fighty, you know, it's not like you're pitching a fight. Right. Who knows? You never know. So, so yes, genuinity. I like it. This is good. Cool. Oh, well, I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. You, you too. I will. I will talk with you soon. Joining me today. You're very welcome. All right. Love you much. Goodbye.